Davies in the middle. Checks back against Carter and scores. That is atypical for the Amina Margot. Bar quickly gets it back again. Oh, but what a goal! Well, that sums up her season. And gentlemen, however you like to identify yourself, welcome once again to the Transfer Zone with Vic Acres Wonderland. This is the last of the summer transfer window, and that also means it's the last of the summer transfer zone. So, as we are all here, Adam, how are you? I'm very tired. Um, I was up late last night because um, I was, you know, told there might be some last-minute drama in the transfer window, um, and I, I couldn't last the uh, couldn't last the course. I had to bail, um, but I've been very tired all day, sort of ever since. So, um, yeah, just glad it's the weekend now. I can sort of sleep and and dream of seeing our our summer signings playing um, against Liverpool um, at the end of the month. And as always, we've got the lovely, fantastic Lottie. How are you? Oh, absolutely bloody brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, not surprised you're bouncing buzzing. off the walls. Oh, no, do you know what? Unfortunately, um, I'm, I'm obviously back to work this week. And I had two days back to back. And I was just like, yeah, no, I'm not staying up tonight. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> Woke up about 10 past seven this morning. That's the first thing on my phone from Pause of Football. My face. I'm like, mm. I just went. I had that. You know, you're not quite awake, and you have to like just rub your eyes yeah. to make sure you're mm. actually room in. Mm. I kind of got up, looked at my phone again, and I went. I had to like creep out of the tin and I can jump around the room because my other half was sleeping. I didn't want to wake him up. Um, yeah, I had I had my bit of my celebration this morning. I've had a very good Friday. So we'll go on to the non-transfer news just to get it all out of the way with. Didn't cover it last time. The reason for it is we just ran out of time. Mano Uabushi officially retired from the game and obviously spent a last couple of seasons with Arsenal. Didn't work out as quite as well as she was hoping. Some injuries were picked up, used incorrectly, as some might say. I've got some very fond memories of Mana, um, especially against that rocket that she scored against PSV. Uh, especially even that first game that I actually went to at Villa Park where she scored mm. that lovely flick goal and the way that she just tore the Villa apart was just fantastic. It was it was great to see and I thought we've got a player here that can be a game changer and unfortunately just didn't really happen. Um, Adam, your thoughts on Manor? It's been said time and time and time again. She was the wrong, she was the right player at the wrong time. Um, she it took it, it was a player that Joe the predecessor Joe Montemira wanted and he'd been chasing her for ages and there was many reasons why she they, they weren't able to get her to the club and by the time she had come to the club the manager had changed and so the playing style and it just didn't really line up with Mana 
still saw flashes. I'd say flashes of quality, I think, back to the lovely Nutmeg and, and then Curler against Spurs in the FA Cup at Meadow Park. Just just individual moments of just genius like that. The, the finish against um, Villa, like you said, and um, that short corner routine in the, in the Champions League. Um, the name escapes. It wasn't Pizzi, it was, it was the other two, but I, the name escapes me. Just a really, really talented player and just a positive player as well. There was always she always played with a smile on her face, even though she wasn't playing enough. It was always a, a she emitted positivity, and yeah, which is sadly it didn't work um, for Arsenal. Um, Jonas plays a very different style, and she didn't really match. Um, no doubting there was talent there, but now she's she's out of the game for good now. Um, obviously spent her last sort of months at, at Spurs, which is tantamount to basically being in the exit exit door. Um, and it, it's sort of one of the great sort of, I'm going to say tragedies, but it's been so much sort of building a positivity under Jonas Eidefeld, especially within the Conti Cup last season and going very close in his first season uh, to the league. But this is sort of on the sort of the flip side of that. It's just one of the players we've had. I would just put the key to Paris in that sort of bracket as a talented player we signed in that, that window. It just didn't work just didn't work and wish her all the best as you say there's injuries I think there's some surgery she had just couldn't stay fit couldn't get in the team and yeah just wish her all the best for uh for her life outside of football um you know talented footballer I'm sure she'll make a, a good career whatever comes next so just quickly move on to the lone watch now uh, Crystal Palace took on Durham. Araya Dennis was on the bench for this one. She was subbed on at half time. Uh, Palace were 3 0 up for those that weren't watching at this moment in time. She's got an Araya Dennis got an assist for Hughes uh, at 5 0 and a cross in for. Uh, I'm, I completely haven't put down the uh, the goal scorer's then goal, but it was a very long name, so I do apologise. <laughs> Uh, a B half I've just put, so I think that's B half ish. Uh, I, I, I can't remember the name for, for the life of me, so I do apologise. Uh, that was for 7 0. Then Watford versus Cholton, Casey Reed and Leila Harvard started. No Michelle Agaman, we have been told now that she has actually got an injury. Um, it's going to be closely watched on Lottie, your face right there. It uh, does not scream very happy about that. Um, but both Katie and Leia played the 90 minutes, which is great to see. Lottie, I'll just bring you in because she's looked so unhappy about Michelle not being injured. Yeah, I want to see her in the cup ties. I want her to have her first North London derby goal. And it's annoying. It's all right. I know we play them three times next season now, but it's just it's, it's irritating. Especially after what we saw at Leeds last season, mm. um, up at Meadow Park, so it's just like, oh, it's so annoying. So we've got some England news as well with the under-19s: Katie Reid, Araya Dennis, Madison L, and Freya Godfrey all being picked. However, there has been some confusion over the positioning, as Araya is down as a defender and Freya Godfrey as a forward. However. A lot of the forwards are actually picked as wingers, so wingers, forwards. Uh, it's very bizarre. Um, but just your thoughts on that, Adam? Mm, sorry, on the our youngsters. Yeah, oh, our youngsters being picked. Well, um, wish them all the best. 
obviously big big learning experience i haven't seen i don't really follow the the youth section of the women's team sadly but as far as i heard yeah plenty of youngsters picked and um take a bit run of it hope they get some experience hopefully don't get like an adian ketty and just don't get played at all just left on the bench and not done anything and then come home hopefully they actually get a kick about and and you know get a goal but this is um yeah big moments for them you know international football especially if they you know not getting minutes the big with the uh the main team um this is the moment for them so best of luck and um come back come back uninjured which would be ideal <laughs> i think that's the message to the entire of the squad we've got <laughs> England versus the Netherlands. We've got England versus Scotland as well in the Nations League for the Olympic qualifiers. Once he looks very impressed by that, but also at the same time not very impressed because she, yeah. I'm pretty sure yeah, we, we all, all want to see. We've all spoke about the scheduling before, and it's just it's so damn unfair. This this sort of time period, hmm. it should be for pre-season. We no team is getting any form of pre-season unless you're not in, on national duty. And that is a disadvantage to us. Like, we've got more, I think, more, a, t- a full team out, basically. If you, if, you, if you look across our team, including our new signs, we've basically got a full team plus a few more. Included, uh, like, if you look, include the the uh, academy girls, that's even more. Like, the scheduling is just awful. For Especially me. after a World Cup down under. Mm. For me, they got these the wrong way around. I think it should have been the international break should have been what's just happened. And then the qualifiers, European qualifiers that we suffered should have then been afterwards. And then we could have just they could have just built through into the season rather than this on off weird sort of arrangements. Um, but nevertheless, it is yeah the last two international, last international break. Can't wait to go to the Netherlands uh, and, and see the uh, see the Lionesses versus the, the, the Dutch Lionesses. Um, again, as I was saying, just like with the youth team I was talking about earlier, please come back uninjured, everyone. Um, I mean, I'm kind of torn here. It's like when I watch soccer on international duty. Like I'm, see- I want to see the likes of you know, lots of Moy and Russo playing for the country and do really well. But also, I'd be more than happy if I didn't play at all, and that way that nothing bad would happen to them. It's going to be interesting because Kira Walsh is obviously injured. Um, she's not going to be in the squad. Um, we know how crucial she is in the midfield for England. So. Who's going to step up to play in the midfield? Um, I, I know the answer to that. Yeah, uh, so I think we all do, and I'm, I can see <laughs> Matt is grimacing at the thought. So it'll be interesting. Well, yeah, this will be interesting to see how she does. Um, good old uh, Katie Zellen. but there are other options. I think um, I think is it Laura Coombs as well who can sort of play in the midfield role. Maybe Jordan Nobbs. Maybe Jordan Nobbs will get finally get Jordan a chance. Jordan hasn't actually been picked. It's Lucy Stanford oh. this time around. Uh, well, it might be Lucy Stanford and they get a crack in the midfield. Then my apologies. So. Um, yeah, it will be. This is one of the big things of Serena that she is very much as a starting eleven. Um, but team, there's more than eleven players. You, you need to know what the rest of his players can do. Um, but these are friendly. This is actually Nations League, and it's actually critical for well, not only quali- it's qualification. I think for the Olympics as well, it yeah. plays into, um, which makes things very messy. When apparently we're in the same group as Scotland, there's some weird permutations going around involving that. It's very bizarre. So yeah, another tournament, more competitive games, more more unnecessary fixtures on on the girls' legs, sadly. So um, yeah, best of luck to them, and just please come back fit, fit and healthy for the for the start of the new season. And with that, we'll head back towards Arsenal now, as Vinay has announced that he's going to step down at the end of the mm. season. He's been a real um, member of the board that has come out and sat down at Meadow Park. He's been there at the Emirates. He's been very much a mainstay. 
as part of the women's setup, and I think he's been one of the other play, uh, and the suppliers then uh, uh, members of the board that have hoped to sort of increase that wage budget and transfer budget so that Arsenal have been able to push for these elite players that we've seen in the last two se- two three seasons now. Um, do wish him all the best. Um, look, we actually Lottie, we did see him just outside at the Conti Cup. He walked straight past us, <laughs> and I nearly turned around and said to Vin, "I thank you for everything at that time because it's things like that where he's got this presence and everything." So thank you, Vin, I for everything, um, especially from the women's side because it meant so much. It's a lo- you've probably done more than you know. And I, I, I hope you enjoy the rest of the time at the club and whatever your next venture may be, maybe the, I wish you all the best with it. Yeah, no, can agree more. Top, um, top man sort of really came into his own when um, his um, partner, shall we say, was uh, removed from the uh, from the uh, uh, arrange the management management arrangements at the Emirates and yeah my thought was I've never really it's the best way to phrase this obviously I don't really pay much attention to other clubs and their sort of media broadcasts and and outlets and what their measures are but for I, I've not known another CEO to sort of be very public in the support of the women's team I would say in the WSL obviously I know that the Leon president's obviously you know very supportive of them but his sort of desire these desires it's not just oh we were a women's team is no we want them to play at the Emirates we want them to play there full time we want them to we don't just want to be in the WSL we want to compete in the WSL we want to be the best and it's not just words because you know plenty of CEOs can talk the you know hind legs off a four-legged animal it is actions as well and I think you can judge him on his actions and there's no doubt that the moment he you know took over the reins and ran it on his own and okay well, he messed up as the whole club did with the whole super league debacle european super league you know the, the lesser lesser super league um you know they they all goofed up on that but since then they their track record has been very very good we look at the men's team we look at the growth of the men's team we look at what, what you know staying with arteta growing that team putting the players in the renovations around the stadium the new artwork look at the women's team and how they have since joe montemiro has left and They've actually shown a bit of ambition in the women's team. The women's team has improved more. We see, I've seen them at Meadow Park. That if it's just little things like that, seeing like representation of like the, I say the board. I mean it's the Cronkies now, but seeing them at the state, caring, watching the women's team play, mm. is really good. And you know, like I said, we saw him in the cup final going into to support the team. Um, no, really, really good. And yeah, he's a good talker, a really, you know, I think a good man. And he served as well. And it's it's big shoes to fill. And it'd be interesting to see which direction they go. Do they go for something the same or do they go for something radically different for the next step for our development for both our Arsenal? I don't know about you boys, but um I say get I say get Arsenal Venger to dust his jacket off. Mm, yeah, I think it's a, we, we're very much a youthful youthful Arsenal in terms of the, the management, in terms of the director, in terms of the person who was the CEO. So it that does seem to be a bit a bit left field. I think I'd also argue if you look at let's say a certain Manchester club um, who you know players at North who who keeps their former manager in around the club. For me, that's not right because you sort of you got to move on from that. And I think Arsenal have done well by not having by having Wenger I not think part of the he, furniture. Well, technically, he'll always be part of part of the furniture. He's at oh, he every got, game. He's got his statue now. You can't. Do, there is no Arsenal without Arsene Wenger. No, the, um, it's I just gr- like granted, granted that's, granted it's that. a bit like saying there is no Arsenal without Vic. 
Well, they what I mean is, yeah, they, they will be part of the venture of that, but in terms of I'd rather they didn't have an influence because that, that's sort of clinging onto the past and we sort of need to be looking towards the future. Obviously, yeah, Wenger, legend of the men's team, Vic, legend of the women's game, hence the name of our podcast. But I, I mean, just I, I wouldn't feel right, let's say, having maybe Vic or Wenger sort of still sort of trying to cling on there. You have to sort of move on. And I, I think they'll probably bring maybe someone fresh in. Oh, that's my prediction anyway. Or they'll as long as it's event. not as long as it's not the, that lady that's taken over the um that's putting this new ballot system in for the fans. Don't wanna <laughs> she can go back to rural Alaska. Well but yeah. that's a whole new other subject. That's a, that's, a, that's another podcast, the ballot system. That's yeah, a... <laughs> exactly. And we're not here about to admit no, we're here no. about money for men's football. We still we're still up for scrapping for tickets for our first medal um Meadow Park game oh, on absolutely. Tuesday, I believe. So yes go on to talking about fixtures now mm. and the tv fixtures have been officially mentioned and named yeah our opening game at the emirates 2nd of october 2 p.m at uk time fa player uh that will be the first home game of the season i think a lot of people are looking forward to that it's going to be a yep. quite sellout. Uh, definitely that was the only um game guaranteed um not to move it's the only game guaranteed out of, yeah. out of the home package for the arsenal fans it's the only game mm. that's guaranteed Locked. not to be moved at this point mm. so then we go away to manchester united at the dreaded as i fear it and <laughs> detest it all i like and somehow it was a euros venue for whatever reason we'll never never really understand one of the best uh, <laughs> Friday, that's Friday the sixth of October, seven thirty yep. kickoff. Uh, as far as I'm aware, there are still tickets for Arsenal fans. However, you will be mixing man, with Man United fans, which makes no sense, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> if you would like to blame people, blame Manchester United for that one. Just, and... just blame them in general, not just for the tickets. Just in general, just blame. You just them. blame them for everything. Yes, we'll blame, yeah. blame them along it's, with Sky. It's like one of, my, one of my favorite favorite um, phrases. Um, they could not organise a piss up in a brewery. Yes, yes, absolutely. Or drink drinking competition at a uh, in Munich, shall we say, in one of those lovely uh, halls that me and Matt frequented. Um, good times. Yeah, it just. I mean, there was an article. I mean, we're going to come on to transfers, but there was an article by I think it was, it was Catherine Batten in the Mail talking about Man United and saying, yeah, they don't all be signings, but you know the uh, the reviews, shall we say, of the people doing these deals um, were less than flattering. <laughs> Yes, the uh, I think I've Manchester, read that article. That Manchester United one on that sixth of October, that is on Sky Sports in the UK. Mm. I'm not sure where it's going to be if you are abroad. So please double check wherever mm. you find your um, TV, WSL <laughs> feeds, whatever you like. It, I'm sure it'll be available somehow to you. And next game, Villa at home. Mm. 2pm on the 15th at the Emirates. This time I'm the BBC and iPlayer. Mm. So that's going to be a very good one. I think Lottie's very happy about that because she can re-watch uh, Rachel Daly back. I'm so excited. Yeah, but as long as she's not scoring again, that's not so good. Again. But you know what? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the thing is, we were so we were just finished at that last game of the season. We were. Kind of walked in, I think, nah. I watched the first 10 minutes and went, no, we're not going to win this. No. Um, so we, we ah. Katie McCabe dragged those girls by their ponytails across that finish line. Mm. Um, 
so I think even she had a she had an off day that day as well. Um, but yeah, no, really excited. It's I'm really excited for Liverpool as well. Obviously, Liverpool's first time at the Emirates. Oh. It's Villa's first time. I haven't Ooh. seen Liverpool. <laughs> you don't know the history. So Liverpool, I'm trying to interrupt you, Lottie. I just want to clarify because it's rather funny. Liverpool have actually played at the Emirates Stadium against the Arsenal women. Uh, many, 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 many years ago, and they won four nil. It was an opening game of the season as well, so they have yeah, history. <laughs> so we got, we got to make, we got to correct that mistake, and we can do that, you know, by battering them four nil this time around. Um, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say this before Adam corrects me. I'm assuming it's Villa's first time up at the Emirates. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no, I'm really excited for that because obviously we know we've played them at Villa Park, and that's their turn to come to our big ground. So. It's for me personally. It's all about these two teams who play at the smaller grounds as well as the massive grounds, and it's anyone's games. Whereas with Liverpool, I feel like we have a little bit of advantage. So I'm really excited for that game. I think out of the five, it's that one just behind the North London derby. Uh, no, sorry, the three point derby. Villa, I'm excited about because they bought well this summer. They and you know yes. and they are uh, they're not just uh, scraping through relegation now. They've they've kicked on and they've kicked on again they've got one of the best goalkeepers in europe in their side now they've got one of the best strikers in europe uh in their side so very very scary team to watch and of course the first two of two of the three games the first three games we lost last season so there's a there's a real need to to, to correct that mistake especially it, after what we saw in the champions league absolutely the interesting thing is the liverpool tenants is looking strong i think they're saying it's around forty thousand tickets sold at the moment it's very quiet on the Villa front. Um, there's a lot of focus on the Liverpool game at the moment, but not much on the Villa front. So it would be interesting to see how big the PR is once the Liverpool game is over, because obviously we want oh, yeah, people... The thing is, the push at the moment is the first game of the season. That is the push. Absolutely. Um, I'm, like, literally, anyone I talk to, anyone knows if come on, I want to come watch Liverpool. Da, 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 da. Um, I spoke to a fair few people, oh, I can't take the kids, it's too expensive. And I'm like, no, these are our ticket prices. What, really? I'm not really yeah. going to do that. Yeah. So it's, it's that it's that sort of thing. So it's family day out. I said, look, you'll be fine. There's no idiots about. It's, fa- it's fascinating to me that this is a, the Liverpool game's not on TV. I know I know why because the, the some TV picks and the other in fairness the TV picks are are quite big games. But it's yeah. interesting that we've got a game at the Emirates that is not going to be on the TV. So we're going to have the FA player camera angles, which yeah, um, it'll probably also be on Arsenal.com. Well, yeah, we well we can hope. I can we? see them doing that and then their their rubbish breakdowns, but yeah. <laughs> to wind up the month now we are away to bristol 6 45 which is a sunday game blame sky sports on this one because not a lot of people are happy on top of that uh we have been told about rail, rail strikes are being planned so this might affect travel arrangements for all of these games uh <laughs> i'm also looking at trying to go to that liverpool game and there's a limited window of me trying to get into the Emirates in time for that kickoff at the moment. Mm. That's how dangerous it is at the moment with these games. Even the Bristol one I'm, I'm looking at, and I was like, that would be one that I'd desperately want to go to. I think a lot of us were hoping to go to that game. Mm. As soon as it was picked up by Sky, no. there's no if, chance. If, if I was to do it, it would have had to be like a 12 o'clock or 2 o'clock in the afternoon deal. Um, the only way... It's just left and be done with it could have been an fa player game did it really need the sky treatment that one but it is it is what yeah i get why it's getting the sky treatment because it's their first time like well it's their first is it their first time first or second home game 
It's one of, one of their first home games. Obviously. And it's, I think they're yeah, all at Ashton exactly. Gate as well, so they're no longer at the yeah. Stoke Gifford Academy yeah, they've, place. It's they've a proper stadium. They've got the mm. proper stadium. Um, playing Arsenal, who don't look so great, but that wasn't the case before uh, well, the we'll Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, mm. But yeah, no, but we'll find our feet before then, I'm hoping, with the two games at the Emirates first. And plus the fact that's our first away, uh, second away game of the season. It is, it is, and we want to get got three points. Um, but no, I'm glad that I wanted to go there. Um, obviously, we we have friends who live in the in the southwest who we think we you know we would have hoped to met with. I mean, the only way to feasibly do it, I'm not driving down the M4 at 10 o'clock at night and then having you know going to work the next day. So it's it's either we stay over and, and take a day off or watch it at home on Sky Sports. So bit of a kicker that one, sadly. It really is, and it is a real shame because, especially after everything that we tried to do, the FSA, the Fan Supporters uh, Association, mm. that's basically all the fan groups have been making a huge list of demands throughout the off-season, and essentially the broadcasters have looked at that and just tossed it in the bin and gone, OK, that's fine, we'll stick to the 6.30, 6.45 kickoffs. And, which makes no sense to anyone. I would say the figures are six forty-five. I should say it would make sense if the two teams were close to each other. If it, if it was, let's say, Arsenal versus I don't know West Ham or something in a North in a, in a London derby, you could probably make it work in terms of the trips. But when you're at opposite ends of the country, the it, that, it's lunacy. The thing is that would work. It only would affect international travelling fans. If you're domestic, that would work perfectly fine. But if you're an international I, fan, that's yeah. not helpful. And, and the thing is, there are only so many slots in a day that you can do. And then the WS is historically a Sunday Sunday fixture. And when you're juggling other games that you have on, you know, half four kickoffs and so forth. So there's only so many hours you can have in, in a weekend. Unless we start going down the, well, we already are going down Friday night routes, obviously Man United game. But we start splitting them on Mondays and Fridays and having them at, I know, 11 o'clock in the morning. There's only so much football you can squeeze in. So, um, yeah, it's a kicker, but it is what it is. Right, so that rounds up all the non-transfer news <laughs> as we are slowly narrowing our way towards that half an hour mark. Ellen Rubinson was mentioned as a possible transfer target. Defence midfielder from Sweden, 33 years old from Packen. That was the rumour. It didn't come about. However, I did mention, I have to apologise, I mentioned that the window was meant to finish on the 12th, not the 14th. I was uh, bad communication from myself. I have to apologise for myself on behalf of the podcast because I wasn't, uh, I didn't, I must, I misread the information. On top of that, I also went on to Sophie's channel and also said that the transfer window closed on the same time. So I've made myself a huge... uh, (laughs) So I've just got a huge red nose here and I'm just going to honk the uh, nose because I have become yeah. a bit of a clown for that. I was going to um, say lemon, but if you want to call yourself a clown, feel free. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I think we should let the the uh, person who's most excited about this, our new signing from Australia. Let's just, I'll just mention, just give the huge rundown before Lottie has a say. Kyra Cooney to cost 1,400 1,000, uh, 1,040,000 was the bid accepted. 140,000. <laughs> nearly one and a half, uh, yeah, half, half um, thousand, 100,000 even, uh, whatever. Uh, I'm, I'm terrible at maths is the takeaway. I do apologise because Lottie is sort of laughing in the background. 
anyway, the the bid was accepted on deadline day. The Australian midfielder joins former players such as Lydia Williams, uh, uh, yeah, Lydia Williams, Caitlin Ford, and Steph Catley, uh, becoming the fourth Australian to be at the club. And Rich Laverty and Tim Stillman worked on this together as a collaboration to uh, to break the news together. Anton Tolui uh, on Sky also mentioned the fee could rise up to two hundred, a quarter of a million. Um, with add-ons, so the done deal. Where's the number two? Kyra Cooney Cross Lottie. I think you should take it away. She wears the number thirty-two. Let's get that right. Yeah. I've already ordered my shirt from Foodies. They've already mm-hmm. got the WSL print in. So guys, if you want your Cooney Cross shirt, head over to Foodies.com. And that was a shameless plug. I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. I, the thing is, like, if we go back to our World Cup shows, I think Matt at one point you asked me if I could sign anybody, who would it be? And it's straight off the bat of Kyra Cooney Grass and the Arsenal have done it. Um, as soon as that rumour had popped up, I was mm. straight in the group chat like, have you seen this? Have you seen this? And then, of course, Adam had to go and verify it because it, it was a women's transfer page um, with no quote of who mm. actually said it. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I've been hearing about this and I'm sitting there going, oh, my God, oh, my God, it's happening, it's happening. Yeah. Um, I mean... Um, I think the, the latest the interview with her um, was um, originally from a tweet um, from Ian Wright mm. um, he was watching her on the 31st of July like over uh, down under and he really enjoyed her he dropped her a message she replied and all that kind of stuff and obviously uh, Agent Ford and Agent Catley have obviously been saying all their good things about Arsenal and she went with her gut um, which is really quite exciting, especially when you hear things. Oh, like she's gone for a medical with Chelsea, Man United are sniffing around her. Yes. We've just come out of nowhere and hijacked the deal. And as I said earlier, I, I woke up this morning and I thought I was seeing things. I had to make sure I was awake and I was jumping around my room. So bloody happy. Um, I'm really excited. I mean, she's 21 years old. Mm. And we all saw what she did at the World Cup. And I want her to bring that to Arsenal. And I can't bloody wait. Can you imagine what she can learn of Leah Volti and Kim Little to the talent she's already got? I mean, she's she's 21, and I think it's, I think she's got 39 caps for Australia, and it's just it's she's just unbelievable. I'm just I'm really 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 excited about this signing. I love the right. I think for me, this signing is even bigger for me than Russo. Even wow. though we biffed <laughs> off the Man United fans. Again, this is how much this signing means to me. It's bigger than Russo for me. I'm just excited, mm. and everyone else who hasn't watched her very closely should be excited. In the words of Josh Cronkey, I promise you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I think it was on the what would have been the was it 14th CA yesterday. Um, got a whisper that there was a potentially a big transfer happening at the end of the window and waits around and. The announcement came through. Gabby George to Manchester United. Um, huge coup for there. Sorry, wrong, wrong pod, wrong pod. Yes, the... <laughs> that still winds me up. I, I know it does. I know. Yeah, but I Gabby didn't realize George. she was. I, d- I didn't realize she was cousins with Jesse Lingard. So that's interesting. It is. I mean, it is. Anyway, someone so pretty be related to someone so ugly. But anyway. Anyway, we'll move on. That was. Cheap shot at Matt yet again. I do apologise, but couldn't resist. It wasn't a cheap I... shot. I love Gabby George, and now she's going to go and end up scoring a wonder strike against Liverpool again. And I'm, and I'll probably be in the um, ground, what missing it because I'm, 
of X, Y, Z. But anyway, sure. sorry, Adam, go on. Um, I, just so I, I, I got wind of this, I think, about quarter past ten yesterday. Um, and um, I was I was a bit sort of wrong footed because, you know, to be brutal, because I, I my limited ability to watch the World Cup um, because of work and time differences, I must confess I didn't really see much of her at the World Cup. So the the excite the on the excitementometer, um, if that's a thing, I, it didn't really register. It was just like, oh, we're signing a player, and it's like, no, no, she, she's really good. She's really really good. And of course, I'm now going, well, I'll go for the Twitter feed, and then it went. Obviously, the, the room went public, and like everyone's in Arsenal meltdown. I'm going for the historical tweets, and I, I remember, I remember there was a um, a certain ITK who um, who um, reports on another club who was saying, yeah, 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 she's having a medical at Manchester United for a move in January, which is like, hang on, what? Um, for like this was like months and months ago, but no, it happened. Arsenal um, dove straight in and actually paid the fee. Um, didn't wait because she would have actually been free. This thing, she would have been free in January to go because, as we know, we experienced with like Stina Blackstinius. The seasons don't align with uh, with our seasons. They 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 finish over over Christmas, so we could have waited a few months um, and and tried maybe try to pluck her there. But no, we went in early, and I do maybe I think I do wonder if maybe the Champions League exit has sort of and maybe the manner it did did accelerate maybe that deal to think right okay we absolutely must be big in in, in the league and we've been saying for years we need cover for Leo Velti. She's such a crucial position in that in the heart of our midfield, and we tried that with Marlon Goot, and sadly that didn't go so good. Um, obviously, she she retired. I think she retired. Well, she left Arsenal, had an ACL, left Arsenal, and I think she may have even dropped out of the game altogether. And as good as Leah Velti is, um, when she's off form um, or not fully at it, then we are in major, major, major trouble. Um, we saw in the Champions League uh, qualifier made a mistake and just for that one mistake we conceded a goal and it was a you know critical goal as it turned out so we needed an alternative if Felty's not on form and we needed someone you know to rotate in case heaven forbid something happens shall we say and leave it at that and we've got probably one of the best young players in that position I would say in, in Cooney Cross and she, I think she's got a bit of versatility because I think she can also play in the eight as well as a six but I can see her mainly playing as a six and playing as a, a rotational option to Volti or Kim Little. So I'm very excited. Mm. It did take a long time to get through. I would have preferred it if they'd announced it a bit earlier because I really wanted to go to sleep and I was really you know, hanging on about by 11 o'clock and they said, oh no, there is extra, an extra hour for Arsenal to get this done. I was like, sod it, I'll, I'll find out in the morning. Um, but yeah, I was told, it, I was pretty confident that it was, it was not, it was a done deal, but it was just, it was that the process would be followed and it would be done within the time limit. And um yeah, it's, it's, it's a coup. This has to go down as one of Arsenal's strongest transfer windows, I would say, compared to last summer when we, I think we only signed three players and all three of them hardly played. Um, this time around, we've been a lot more proactive. We've been a lot more, I'd say, ruthless and we have gone big on a lot of players. I think of Russo, I think of Lacasse, think of obviously this one now with, with um, Acuna Cross. We, you know, we've we've shown real, real intent, and um, it'd be interesting to see um, who. Well, firstly, he plays against Liverpool, and secondly, how Jonas is going to rotate those players. I, I could see games when we have to say Kim Little and Invelti on the bench, and that should not that should not some that should not be something we should be afraid of. That's just something we should embrace because we've got players we can play in those positions and hopefully not lose um, lose pace. You know, keep the midfielder strong. So that's what I'm excited about. Um, 
and intrigued about and obviously Lottie you've already got your shirt so um looking yeah, forward I'm to seeing it as well <laughs> absolutely buzzing absolutely. yeah I'm absolutely buzzing I've just I was just as you were talking you're talking about rotation all that mm. boys we've got an Australian spine mm. across the field I know if I'm it, yeah. excited yeah, Australian defence, Australian attack, Australian mid. If only Lydia Lydia Williams had stayed with us, we could have had a, a, a straight yeah, through the air. Yeah, yeah, sadly, she she's moved she on. She didn't, but she, she didn't get to start ahead of Mackenzie Arnold, but yeah. she wanted to be in that team and she deserved to be in that team. So I understood why she left. She wasn't going to get the game time. No, she wasn't. No, no let's she be wasn't. honest. No. So I just want to get your thoughts with this being the first deadline lane for some fans. Mm. and a few fans that this might be the most important window for a lot of reasons it's gotten a lot of um publicity some mm. good some bad some some um shall we say small things creeping in from the men's game like i've seen i've i my cousin's a gardener at the training ground of xyz and he said that uh so and so comes to the club and yeah there's that. a lot of um, the ITKs, the the rise of the ITK, which has obviously been quite big in the in the men's game, and there's been some memorable attempts to bluff intelligence, um, which has made it all the more delicious when it's backfired. Um, uh, certain people trying to claim, oh, Arsenal are going to sign Benzema or in Villa, um, <laughs> just just you know, classics. Yeah, no, I just want to touch on that from anybody who says they you know people inside Arsenal that have leaked information. Um, I have a few friends who do work for work for Arsenal, like over in the mm. over in the armory on the tours. Mm. And if I'm honest with you, if they leak any information that they are told, it is a sackable offence. Yeah. It is in their contracts. They're not allowed to do on podcast nothing. Yeah. And if they get caught, they're stuffed. So some of this is complete and total waffle. Mm. Uh, and it's just to keep people talking. And the thing is, these some of these in the nose, they know what Woso Twitter's like. I mean, look at the Kim Little thing last season. It was a joke. <laughs> yeah. I got my head bit the off at the time mm. because it irritated someone. Okay, season before. But you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, another one you mean. Um, I, know the, I, know yeah, the, I got my yeah. head bit off at the time. I was like, okay, didn't know that. I saw it and I turned off because I was like, what the hell? Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I think I think the funny part now is they're thinking, oh yeah, we'll sell sell Marriott to the Arsenal and we'll take Leah Williamson. I know Leah Williamson is a one club player. It's not happening. Yeah, I mean there is obviously a, a much discussed about the the Earps non deal, shall we say, and and her staying at Man United that maybe yeah, as Arsenal fans we've seen this story before. Imagine how well, twice in two seasons. I know that there is that. Uh, there, well, just to quickly address the uh, situation, um, according to again to uh, Kath, I think it's Catherine. I, I think its name's Catherine. But I do apologise for it wrong. But she did an article in Daily Mail talking about the transfers, and she stated in her article, and I've no reason to believe that she would lie or, or maybe be misinformed, but she was quite clear that. Erps wanted to leave, wanted to go to Arsenal and follow Russo, and May Knight put their foot down and said no, and said she couldn't leave. That, uh, that, that, that's what she's said in her article. We can you know take that at face value. Um, obviously, Man, I don't want to leave because she's such a crucial keeper. However, they have now just signed a new keeper. Um, the uh, what was it? Um, uh, the Olympic Fallon Tulis Joyce. Yeah, Fallon Tulis Joyce. Sorry, I just trying to read my homewriting. Fallon Tulis Joyce have South signed. So, the obvious, for me, that looks like a, an element of succession happening there. I can see her maybe becoming the number one in a few years. And maybe they are planning for Erps to leave. The problem is, if you let Erps and Russo go in the same window to Arsenal, 
Um, I mean, it'd be delicious for us, but I mean, for from their perspective, and let's have our very disgusting, rotting Man United hat on, it would be a disaster, and it would it would just cause you know it misery. Will, but it's a case of their manager learning to rotate. They've got some yeah. very very good players in, mm. but he doesn't know how to rotate, and this is why he's lost so many ma- massive talents. This well, is why. He obviously doesn't know how to negotiate. There's so many players leaving. Yeah, they're getting this massive influx. But why are so many people jumping sit jumping this ship? Would be... Russo, Earps wanted to go. Adriana Leon. Batia's um, gone, Boris is gone, Martin Bona Thomas Bassel. is gone. Um T- Forest Tortier's gone. Adriana Leon. Leon, yeah. yep, she's gone. Fusto's gone. Sophie Magley's gone. Lee Murphy's gone. Jade Moore's gone. Tara Bourne's gone. Chloe Williams. So academy players, first teamers, squad players, just um, there is. I mean, you, you look if you go on Wikipedia, you can see that there is. You're, you know, it's, a, it's like a basic economic spreadsheet. Your outgoings are greater than your ingoings, so you're losing players, which is not ideal when you're going into a Champions League when you need a bigger squad. So interesting how that's going to work. And as you say, he doesn't rotate because you'll just find one good team and just keep playing that one good team because he's too scared to play anything else. You know, so it got them second place, but I don't think it's going to really play well when you've got Champions League. Champions League group stages are a step up from the Conti Cup group stages, so we'll see how that plays out. I would yeah, love to have. <laughs> I would love to have Ma- uh, Maisie's opinion because yeah, at the moment in time, I think she would probably be. At I this think so time, too. She would look at it and go, "It's kind of a good window, but it's also a bad window yeah. in some ways." It, and that, yeah. that was well, the. That, well, we're going to catch up her with her. Um, at a later yeah. date, I'm off to try and find out what her views are on that for sure. On the um, topic of, on, yeah, Arsenal, I told you, I know, and you were saying ITKs. I just want to say uh, yeah. it is a bit frustrating with ITKs coming in and and professing information. And sometimes I think they do have some genuine information because, from what I've seen, there are rumours. The problem is, is there are so many transfer rumours that circle about, so many uh, deals that do or do not happen. A lot. I mean, I don't. I'm not privy to any like big information. Yeah, you only hear whispers on the on the grapevine. A lot of stuff you hear doesn't oh, happen. Yeah. And putting your chips out saying, oh, yeah, Arsenal. The worst one is not is when they say they're going to play. They say, oh, I know Arsenal for a player, but I can't tell who. And they're thinking, well, yes. <laughs> we all know him for players. The thing is, the only decent in the know I've ever known was the, um, was the is it the Ars- Sports Arsenal Mold? The Mold account that was on that? Oh, yeah. There was that was very good. Yeah, yeah. It was a sports but, mold or something. But he, he was he was good, but he wasn't always right. No, and it's it's, so, a cheap way to, it's a cheap way to get likes and followers and, and gain attention. Okay. And for those of us who are doing genuine reporting, it's like, come on, guys, you know, we are trying to do our job here, and you, you know, leaking yeah. us out. Yeah, I can say, I can tell you for a fact is when these news reports, when these things go viral, so we see on Twitter, you know, there are a lot of stuff that has to happen behind the scenes um, in terms of you know communication and, and planning and getting the deal right. And if, if stuff is leaked out in the open causes a lot of problems because there's, there's a real element of trust when doing these deals because you, you, they can't be played out in the open. They have to be done behind closed doors. Um, and, you know, there's an element of trust involved that all parties are, you know, keeping keeping Sturm. And, you know, when it comes out in the open, you go, hang on, what's going on here? So it's, I, I think some people don't realise the ramifications of leaking information into, into the, 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 the cesspool that is Twitter um, actually does. But it's certainly been a big window. It's probably been the, the biggest transfer window on record. I think a big World Cup has helped that. I'd say that our signing Cooney Cross, I think, is definitely the World Cup definitely helped with that. You know, it's, it's the perfect advertising window, and and we got her from it. So yeah, if, if I think yeah, transfer window is getting more and more hype, more more big name players like Russo leaving. 
I think that bodes well for the future. I think we've got some more. I think the winter window is going to be interesting now. I think there's going to be a few big movers then. And I think it's only going to get big. As the game gets bigger, these windows are only going to get bigger. And that can only be a good thing. So just to mention as well is that there have been rumours that we have covered. And obviously they haven't come Mm. true. Mm. The way I see it is that essentially is everyone has a shopping list. You've got your eggs, your milk, your sugar sometimes you might not that sugar's out of all mm. out of stock so right okay you go to the next one maybe that one's too much so you go right okay might have to go for a, a, a second or third option that's the way i see it it's not always going to be you're going to get that number one pick number two yeah. pick number three yeah. pick that yeah. you might have to have a list of four yeah. or five other before eventually I'm you get that. that but that's what the transfer window is all about though it's the mm. rumour, it's the gossip. It's, it's, I, I'm one of those people who doesn't pay attention to transfer windows, especially the men's. I'm not interested. Get it away mm. with me, it stresses me out. Mm. But the women's one, and, because uh, I'm good friends with Adam, I know what, he usually knows what's going on and so does Matt. Mm. And they're usually spot on with their, their rumours. So one of this, obviously, what I said earlier, Pruny Cross came up and was like, please be true, Adam, yeah. go have a look. So only good. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I, I mean, well, there I, are, so I follow a lot of, to the, there there are a lot of journalists on Twitter. There's a lot. What's great now is there's a lot of journalists out on Twitter um, who, who accurately report what can be reported. Um, and so if you providing you follow the right people, play um, a, a soccer donor and um, a lot of journalists like Rich Laverty, um, they usually have a, an eye on what's happening. Um, and so if you follow the right people on Twitter, you can generally stay ahead of the curve and, and get uh, get get some insight on what's happening um yeah the um the, yeah plenty of deals obviously that did and uh, did not happen but you're saying about lists the classic one is the right back position we didn't get the right back yeah it's been interesting that Jonas has been very vocal in pretty much I remember last season it was like we needed enough we, we didn't get everything we wanted in this window we need a striker we want a striker we need a striker and we didn't get it and it I just I'm, We've had a really good window, but it does feel like once again we haven't fully given Jonas everything he wanted. But I mean, what he has got is probably the the best you could put. What we we've got very accurately. He wanted a really good striker. We've got a really good striker. We wanted we wanted an alternative mid. We've got a very good alternative mid. We wanted defenders. We've got two new defenders coming in um, who can probably cover roles and maybe cover that right back role as well. That um, we got we wanted a midfielder. We got a midfielder. So we have he has got. I would say. Yeah, if we're saying he wanted ten items, he's got nine out of ten. Yeah, he's just he's just one item short. It's just the right. If we got the right back, it is close to the perfect window. And I hate it when they have got these pundits to go, oh, who's won the transfer window? Because the problem is, if you win the transfer window, it means you're going to finish like I know eighth or something and miss out in Europe because that's what normally happens in the Premier League. I don't. You've got to realise that the WSL is now up and coming. You're gonna have to deal with that. Yeah, I wouldn't say Arsenal have won the transfer. I know who's lost the transfer window, and that's Man City because they only bought one player. But the yeah. in terms of, <laughs> but I think we've done extremely, extremely well, and I think we can. We're definitely um, for me. We're definitely top half of the table. Absolutely. At and this point, I think Claire Wheatley got a bit of stick um, last season in terms of the transfers. I think we've got to even we've got to return fire and say fair play to it. Not just the signings, but the contract extensions. A lot of players sticking around. You know, we're not losing players on freeze to rival rival clubs like certain other teams. They are wanting to stay at the Arsenal and go for a few more years. And I think that that bodes really well. Um, so yeah, really strong window. Of course, that means nothing if we have a rubber season, but it gives us the best opportunity. And it's now up to the team to 
capitalise on the opportunity they've got, especially with no Europe, to have one of the best league campaigns we've had since, I would say, 2019 and really go for it because they are the players we now have are good enough to do it. Um, and we've got the depth now and the team is only going to get stronger when the ACLs come back, um, which is quite exciting. Um, so, yeah, we I think, yeah, really good window. Fair play to Claire, fair play to Edu, really working hard and, and getting these getting these deals done. So that's the big question mark for me, actually, as well, Adam. I was going to mention about the right back. Mm. It, when it comes to January, you look around that time, you might have potentially Laura sort of slowly, she's slowly mm. making her way back. Yes. Is it worth risking maybe well, in January to see, well, hopefully, t- I'm touching wood here that she doesn't have a setback. Mm. Um, Lottie looks like she's going to kick. <laughs> no, no, so, no. Matt, Matt not... jinxing is my job. Don't take that away from me. It's my job to do the jinxing. The, the prop, you're absolutely right, Matt. The, the law of, the fact is, Laura, it's not like Just Rafa. Just for our audio listeners, I was shaking my head and saying, thinking to myself, <laughs> no, 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 don't say yeah. it. That's Adam's job. It's, Stop. It's not, it's not like Hafa where, She's gone. Sorry, but she's gone. She's replacing. Um, we've got Lamar Ritz, who's a very strong right back and can play that role effectively. And there are centre backs who can play that role. But Vin Reuter is going to come back into the fold. She'll be the last one to come back because she was obviously the last one to get the ACL. And I think the only lot, the only way you would have done it is if Jonas had done what he did, uh, like we did with um, he bought Simone Boyle boy to cover basically the first four months before we got Haffer in. He got Mar- um, McKay's in to cover the four months before we then got Sabrina in. So the only thing we would have been is it would have been a stopgap signing to cover those months until winter comes around. However, because we're now at the Champions League, our fixtures between now and Christmas are WSL and Conti Cup. There's actually no need to get a really good right back in because the quality of fixtures has dropped completely. We can we can go into Conti Cup and we can just play second choice in most of those games, I'd say, um, even Spurs. And the WSL, we can look to play our, our main eleven when Moritz will probably play right back. So the the necessity of 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 needing to right me to get every position rotated and we need to make sure we have got an alternative right back has sort of disappeared with our Champions League exit. Um, I think we should just, on a complete tangent, as I mentioned, Champions League, we should have a quick shout-out. There has been the Champions League draw. And I do want to have a shout-out to Paris FC, who um, I know we obviously lost them, but I was I wish them all the best in the draw. And they got Wolfsburg, and I'm absolutely gutted for them. I'm absolutely gutted that they got Wolfsburg. They deserved a better draw because they should be in the group stage because I thought they were amazing. And that's a really, really lucky. And sadly, I think that means that their Champions League um, venture will end. There was a bit of a confusion. They, uh, some Marcel fans thought that actually we, if we had got through, we would have put Wolfsburg. No, because we would have been seeded and, and they weren't. On the flip side, Man United have drawn PSG which is a very, 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 very interesting tie. I'm really intrigued to see how that one plays out. I don't um, think I'm going to miss that Wolfsburg game because I, I want to see how uh, Nendozi does. Mm. I loved her at the World Cup. Yeah. Didn't love her in the penalty shootout. <laughs> no, I didn't. But I, we, as, as we all sort of agreed in the last pod, we weren't good enough to go through no, at that no. point. And they, and that, that's I really love my team, mm. but... That performance wasn't good enough. We haven't had enough time. There's no preseason, and like we weren't good enough. So it really that, did that think that, really. of a, think of it as like a preseason game in itself. It wasn't really a qualifier if you think no. about it. So it wasn't, and that, I think that was one of the problems. And it, this is the issues we have, isn't it? Is the fixtures build up? Yeah. Um, we should but, just say preseason. There is, I think, Arsenal got a preseason friendly against Chelsea apparently. 
coming up soon. I don't know when it is, but it might be behind closed doors. But there was talk of that happening. Obviously, they've been in the Adidas headquarters. Um, so it was just something I remember coming at one of the press conferences. I don't know if it has happened or is due to happen soon. Obviously, we've got the international break coming up in a bit. Um, but I heard that Edward's going to be a preseason friendly. So, of course, they've picked the, the hardest one of the lot to go for. So, yeah, thanks. Um, but, yeah, right back we didn't get. That's the only blemish on the copybook. But I think that's we're more than compensated by the, the signage we have actually brought in. Um, we can't can't say we haven't shown ambition um, and we haven't we haven't backed Jonas and you know it's Jonas's team now so Jonas has been backed he's got no no complaints no arguments he's got a team that's going to get better at the season it's all on him now it's this is his season this is his moment he's had two years two years to bed himself in this is his team it's his unit it's his, his chance let's see what the man can do is this going to be then the you're expecting a full-on William Wallace of Versus Scotland, as uh, versus, versus Scotland, own goal there, Scotland, 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 they can take our Scotland, 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 Chelsea are and Man United might be depending on what happens against PSG this is the moment when they can go right if we're going to go for the league because you know last season we're juggling all four competitions and it caught up in the second half when we had semi-finals and WSL and half a squad we don't have that next season um, in the new year it'll just be the FA Cup and if we get that deep into competition and the WSL maybe the Conti Cup as well so it's this is the this is the season to go for the league if we if we if we don't do it now, we're never going to do it. This is the time to go for it and to really push Chelsea, push May United, push Man City all the way. And we've got the team to do it. Also, you're going to say something, weren't you? And then he stops. <laughs> yeah. No, you're not. No, well, I've, just, I've thought just... better of what I was thinking. Let's just put it that way. Okay. So, I was going to ask you, actually, Lossie, um, if we're going to go on predictions and things like that, do you see a title challenge on the, on the cards this time? Um, from what I've seen so far, no, but if it improves, it is possible. Um, I'm a bit unsure at the minute. I don't want it to sound negative because the season's not started, but I'm a bit unsure how this is all going to play out at this stage. Um, so, but I'm still buzzing for the season. I can't wait to be back at the Emirates with you boys. Yeah. Have a few pints in the tolly. Um, but soft drinks, not alcohol, because you do drink. Um, but... Yeah, no, I'm, I'm just looking forward. I just want to see my girls again. Like, I love the men's football, but my calling is with the girls. Mm. If we uh, get a season, if we get a season like 21-22, when we push Chelsea all the way and we f- we missed up by a point, or we, you know, it's something stupid like we were we were in it to the end. That's fine. I don't want it to be a season where we're like 12 points off the top. You know, it can't fin. It can't. We can't end this, this season. As long as we, if it's going to be repeated that season, yeah. As long as they fight for every single goal and every single point, yeah, yeah. I won't be angry with them. We I can't, can't do it. No, no. We can't be in a situation where we're scraping third third place on goal difference. That we can't have that kind of season like we did last season. We're not. We're not with a better team than that. So that has to be reflected in the league table. So um, if they can, if they. They've shown they can do it over the last two seasons. Jonas has done more with less. So let's see what he can do this time around. And, you know, if you get it all to click, and that's going to be the tricky bit, getting all the new pieces to click, and it might take a few games. But if we can do that, we'll be absolutely fine. Oh, definitely. I mean, it's just a case of getting from fourth gear into first Mm. at this point. First to fourth gear. 
<laughs> we're, we're not you know what I mean? We're not, we're not downshifting here. We're not. We're not Man City. <laughs> I'm glad you uh, know what I was saying, but yeah. Just so for instance, I don't drive, so yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to make a prediction for this season, I've said I'd like a trophy. Mm. Um, Wouldn't be all. If if it's going to be, the, I don't think it will be the Conti Cup. I think um, if I would like it to be the FA Cup, I don't think we'll win the WSL this season. Um, just mainly because Chelsea have decided to buy about 16 goalkeepers and they're going to stock them all in guard. So <laughs> essentially, all they're going to have is, is t- 10 goalkeepers and then Sam Kerr up top, and that's how they're going to play this season. Let's just get that right. And then it'll be Sam Kerr scoring hat tricks. Lottie is laughing for our audio mm. listeners. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're, you're sitting there saying Sam Kerr, Sam Kerr. I want to know how many times she's going to be off. Who's going to be off Sam more times this season? Stina Blastenius mm. or Sam Kerr? I'm putting my bets on Sam Kerr, calling it now. Mm. Well, I think I think you're right, Matt. I think FA Cup is a good stab. I think we could go for it, providing we don't, you know, draw Chelsea early on, like we all seem to do. I think we'll be absolutely fine um, with that one league. I think it's got to be second place, bare minimum, and a close second. But you know, if if Chep, I think we could do it. it. It just depends on those head-to-heads. If we get, because then 21-22, we had really strong head-to-heads against the top order. We got, I think, about, I want to say 12 points, I think it was, against the, the teams around us. The only points that we did drop was against uh, Chelsea in that nil-nil draw. And and Man, Man City, well, Man City won. Oh, yes, and Man City won. And the Man City won. How can I forget? I'll watch that. Exactly. How can you forget that? Was that a half-day goal? No, uh, that was Tobin Heath running down and she... Uh, yes, 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 yes. So we got 12, yeah. so we got 12 points from Man U, Man City and Chelsea and, they, and we were unbeaten against them. That is what we need to aim for in that group. Um, and yeah, we didn't we didn't win the league against Chelsea. Should have done at the Emirates, but we didn't beat Chelsea in the league at all last season. It's that we need, we need to fix. We need, I want to get, we've never had a league double against Man United. So I want a league double against Man United. We've never managed that for... The main goal score is all ours, so we should be nobody. No, I'm pretty sure we beat Man United away and home. No. Oh, no. No, it was a draw, wasn't it? It was a one-all draw. Yep, Steena running yes. through from the meet my path. That's the thing. We've never done it. We've only... And last season, obviously, was a bit of a disaster up front. So there are just lots of things we need to try and correct. I want to get a lead... lead we haven't had a league double against Chelsea in donkey's years. I think we've, I think probably dating back to about 2013-14. So that needs fixing. Um, winning at the academy stadium. We've not done that since Jordan Nobb did a top bin in 2017 in the spring series. That needs fixing. Um, winning league titles in 2019. That needs fixing. Just there's there's so many like hurdles we need to overcome in the in the Super League that we just simply haven't done yet. So those are the those are the omens, the the hoodoos I want to see fixed. And yeah, if we get, the, I mean Conti Cup, get that. I love the Conti Cup final. It was one of the highlights of last year. So um, I would be more than happy to win it again. I wouldn't, you know, cast it aside so easily. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the way I see it. If we get with WSL, I think that fully... I mean, this is Jonas's last season on his contract. So I think if he wants a new contract, I think he's got to go out there and win the WSL. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with Adam, Adam more. But if we're aiming... If we're saying second as a minimum WSL, why, not, why can't we have the double? Well, that would be even better because I, I, I mean, we've done like Conti Cup, FA Cup doubles, I think, and things like that. But like league, league and FA Cup doubles, I mean, it's got to be. I'm thinking it must be 2013. We didn't win, the, we didn't win the FA Cup in in 2019, so it's got to be 20, 2013. We last time we did the league and FA Cup double, and that's mad. 
2012, sorry. 11, 12. It should only 11, 2012 have been when we did like, the yeah. FA Cup doubles. Which I is just, that was just, 10 years before I knew women's football existed. Yeah, like, yeah. It's mental. Adam, mm. just correct me as well. I'm pretty sure Arsenal have gone on to win either the league or the FA Cup the next season after winning the Conti Cup. Well, we, okay, so 2018 we won the league and the 2017-18 we won the Conti Cup. Um, that, that was under Joe Montemurro. We beat Man City in the final and then we, we kind of romped it. We, this was the season we beat Chelsea 5-0 at King's Meadow. But the previous two, um, that was sort of coming off when we were just like the best team in England. So um, the 2011, the first two seasons of the WSL, we won the league. Um, when we just and that's when we just won all the trophies all the time, so that's not really sort of a good a good metric. And then after that, the we've only won the WSL once more. So yes, last time we won the Conti Cup, we won the WSL, we won the Conti Cup. So obviously, you know, the omens are clear. We're going to win the W. It doesn't work like that, but fingers crossed. Right. Okay. So that has been our summer transfer window, the last of the summer transfer window transfer zone shall we say it's been great to have been able to talk to you all all of you who've been listening and watching uh, and it's been great to go through every piece of information and just share this as much as far as possible i'm sure it's come a lot of useful for some of you hopefully let us know in the comments make sure you like share and subscribe you can find myself at matt lr28 adam where can people find you or not find you uh if you don't want to find me on twitter i suggest you avoid following the at adam salter for um so yes if you want to avoid my tweets comments talking about other clubs talking about arsenal videos clips memes jokes if you don't want any of that nonsense i recommend you do not follow at adam salter for i cannot stress that enough and no, as for me sorry i've just yeah um, <laughs> um yeah no, as for me you can come find me at lottie awfc or you can follow us all at VAW Pod on twitter and that has been the last of the summer transfer zone window. Thank you all for joining us. Don't forget to like, share and subscribe. And until next time, see you again soon. Goodbye. Mm-hmm.